Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 18, What Are You Wearing, Jake? <laughs> By now, we all know the great catchphrases from those uh, famous, or should we say infamous, insurance commercials. Phrases like, you're in good hands, or how about, we've covered a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two, or my personal favorite, it's three in the morning. Who are you talking to? Uh, Jake? <laughs> Well, today we're not talking to any of those people, no Jake here, because we're talking to someone much better than all those people combined. Today we will be talking with insurance expert Christy Paris from Eber and Associates, who is going to talk with us about the ins and outs of homeowner insurance and why it's so important to have as a homeowner. Now, your home buying and selling maestro, Jason Wilcox. Hey, Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. After we got through that intro. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to hear. That's good to hear. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited for today's episode because we have a very, very special guest in studio. Like you mentioned in the introduction, we have Christy Paris from Eberton Associates. So Christy, how are you doing today? Hi guys, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> I uh it's it is the middle of July, so it's a little toasty outside, so I'm just thankful to be in air conditioning. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very hot outside. Thankfully, I have a pool, so that's nice. Yeah, I don't have a pool, so I I may have to come borrow yours at some point. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, before we get started, anytime that we have a special guest uh, on the podcast, I always like to give them a chance to introduce themselves. So would you be willing to introduce yourself and just give us a little bit of background uh, in the insurance world that, that you bring to the table for today's discussion? What would you what would you say, Jason, if she said, no, I'm not willing to introduce myself? Well, it wouldn't be the first time a woman told me no, but I think that's a different, that's a different, that's a whole different episode in general. So if, okay. it, if we didn't, we'd just move on to the next question. <laughs> Lou's trying to catch me off guard. Oh my goodness. So yes, so Christy Paris, currently from Eber and Associates for about a year and a little bit. Um, I was with the Zekas Insurance Agency which is located in downtown Pittsburgh for about 15 years. And I just recently switched to Eburn Associates, which is located in the South Hills of uh, Pittsburgh in Pleasant Hill specifically. And I have been there um, since last May. And it's uh, it's a much larger agency. We represent um, multiple different companies and I am very happy to be there. And I have, I have about 16 years of, insurance experience at this point. And you mentioned it was located in the South Hills, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, you cover anybody really in the PA area. You're licensed to be able to insure in PA, correct? That is correct. I personally am licensed in Pennsylvania, um, and then the agency as a whole is licensed in a handful of other states, such as North and South Carolina, Ohio, West Virginia, um, New York, so, yeah, so we have the ability, uh, Florida, 
we have the ability to go to go outside. I have the ability to find the ability to go outside of PA. Right. And what that basically means to our listeners is you call Christy to get your insurance in PA. And then when you're ready to buy that second beach home in North Carolina, South Carolina, or Florida, she can get you with someone in the agency who can get you covered for that beach home that you're going to buy in Florida. <laughs> correct. Absolutely. That is, that is correct. I love that sort of like positive, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's almost like you're using the secret on the audience, Jason, when you say when you're going to buy that vacation home. You know, Jason's like putting it, putting out that law of attraction to you guys out there. See, this is a little bonus you get for listening to the podcast. Exactly. Well, and what's funny is right now the weather's so nice outside. No one's thinking about that vacation home. I'm thinking about that listener that's listening in January when it's like negative 10 out and we're shoveling 12 inches of snow out of our driveway and we're just miserably on a reproach. So I'm just listening going, yeah, I think moving to Florida sounds like a great idea right about now. <laughs> Right. So to get started, um, you know, the, the, the today's topic, uh, talking about homeowners insurance is going to gear mostly towards buyers. I think towards the end, we might get into some conversation that might gear itself towards sellers. Uh, but for the first part, you know, we're kind of speaking to buyers. And so I thought I would just start with the uh, basic question, which is what exactly is homeowners insurance and why is it so important to have homeowners insurance um, as, a, as a homeowner in, well, not just PA, but in any state? Right. So the first answer to that is that homeowner's insurance is important just to cover your asset. However, when you have a mortgage on the property, it's not an option. You have to have homeowner's right. insurance coverage if there is a, a mortgage or a lien out, a lien holder on the, on the property. And that is basically, obviously, to cover your interest in the property as well as to cover their interest in the property in case there is a loss and so that you both can recoup your money and that they would get paid back or paid off before you would be able to move forward. Um, so if you have a mortgage, it's required. If you don't have a mortgage and you're purchasing the property for cash, then it is your option and your right to have or not to have it. However, it is um, a very wise choice to have it because like I said, it is an asset and you probably have just paid X amount of dollars um, for this property. And God forbid there was a loss, um, then you would have no coverage and, and no way to, to, reap, uh, to get back any losses that occurred. Right. And, you know, if you're a cash buyer, you can choose not to get it. And we'll just sit here and tell you that you're entitled to your wrong opinion because you really <laughs> should get it. Now, I guess, you know, kind of extending off that, you know, when you talk about a loss, I know some people think, oh, well, if my refrigerator goes or if my hot water tank goes, you know, yeah, I can fix that. That's, you know, maybe 1200 bucks for a new refrigerator or maybe $800 for a new hot water tank. And that's not necessarily, I mean, what we're really talking about, we're talking, you know, much larger losses to the property. So, so can you maybe just speak a little bit to some of the claims you've seen on properties over your experience as far as what certain losses were and what they really could have cost the, the, the homeowner out of pocket had they not had insurance? So first of all, there is a big difference between homeowner's insurance and a home warranty. Um, and the home 
And the home warranty is um, what usually Jason comes with the house sometimes for the first year it's included. And then if the, if they, if the homeowners want to continue that home warranty, that's fine. And the home warranty usually covers the appliances and things of that nature. If they need to be repaired, a homeowner's policy does not cover that. So a homeowner's policy is not going to cover against wear and tear, or if your dishwasher malfunctions and it needs a new part, that's not a homeowner's policy. However, if these appliances do do something, if your refrigerator catches on fire and the refrigerator uh, damages your kitchen floor and damages the wall behind it and damages some of the uh, cabinets, your homeowner's insurance covers what damage was done. So it's not going to pay to repair that refrigerator if the refrigerator was on the fritz. And that's the reason why it malfunctioned, but your homeowner's insurance would pay to cover the damage that was done. Um, Same as like a hot water tank. If your hot water tank explodes in your basement and you have a finished basement and your carpet is destroyed or your flooring is destroyed because of the uh, release and the explosion of the hot water tank, all of that damage is covered by your homeowner's insurance policy. Um, but the, the actual hot water tank itself and like the plumber cost to repair the hot water tank is not because that's just part of being a homeowner. Right. And, and to that extent, when we talk about coverage, um, I believe you were actually the one that was teaching me um, that a lot of uh, policies are also going to come with a liability rider, correct? Right. So liability is also a portion of the homeowner's policy. Not only does it cover, so the homeowner's policy covers the actual structure, your actual house right. and the, and, and the, however much it would cost to replace your house. And then you get personal property. So anything that's in your house, all of your contents, your clothes, your furniture, your TVs, anything that you have personally moved in or out of that house. And then the personal liability and the personal liability would be a part where if somebody was at your house and it was a January day and it was a little bit snowy or icy and somebody slips on your steps or slips on your driveway or and injures themselves and has to go to the hospital and you find yourself in a bit of a lawsuit situation where um, they feel as though you did not properly maintain your property and that is why they slipped and that is why they got hurt that's where the liability portion would come in. And that usually is $300,000. It can be 100,000, it can be 500,000, but uh, most times it's 300,000. And that's where you would get that coverage if you were ever found liable for anything that happened on your property. Right. And, and, and that's a great point to bring up since it's uh, the middle of July or end of July when we're recording this. I think more of the, uh, the whole 4th of July fun that is to be had at so many people's property. Maybe you're having a couple uh, white claws. Maybe you're shooting off fireworks and all of a sudden one firework goes off in a direction it shouldn't. But you thought, you know, you and Uncle Bob knew exactly what you were doing. And those are the kind of things that can, <laughs> that can happen where, like you said, now all of a sudden you find yourself in a little bit of a sticky situation because somebody got hurt or there was an accident, you know, accidents happen, but still, like you said, you find yourself in a sticky situation. Absolutely. And then, and then just to go one step further, this is a little bit off of homeowners, but still in the liability realm is that there is a portion of liability that covers you for things of this nature. Or if you have a pole, if you have um, an in-ground or an above-ground pole, if you have a trampoline, if you have a diving board or a slide, any additional risks that you have or that you own that could 
put that could put you at a potential exposure. Um, that's where the liability is going to come in. And then there is something called a personal umbrella and the personal umbrella just gives you additional liability. So it is, it's sort of homeowners related, but it's just kind of like one step above as far as the liability is concerned. Right. And this is why, you know, to get off to a tangent for a second, this is why, you know, buyers, when you're looking at buying, you know, a property, we tell you, get with your insurance agent. You need to sit down and have this conversation because they're going to ask you, how is your house structured? Do you have the pool? Do you have the trampoline? Are you thinking about installing a pool? Are you thinking about installing a trampoline? These are all conversations you want to have because trust me, you want to find out ahead of time if that coverage is going to be included. What you don't want to do is find out 48 hours after somebody slipped, fell and broke their arm and fell into your pool that you don't have coverage or for that liability that's going on. You want to be having, uh, you want to be proactive with these conversations, not necessarily reactive. And a lot of companies um, have guidelines a lot now with the trampoline. Um, trampolines are on excluded lists on a lot of companies. So they won't even they won't even write it. And if they do an inspection and there's a trampoline, we will get a cancellation within the first 30 days. So it's not something that's worth, um, you know, not lying, but it's not something that's worth misrepresenting because if, if the company sees it, then, you know, you're just, you're going to get canceled. Um, as, same as with slides and diving boards. There's a lot of companies that will not accept slides and diving boards um, within ground poles. Right. And, and that's a great point that you, you bring up to continue off the, the tangent that we're going on is um, you can be canceled. You know, the, the, there are insurance companies that are going to go out there and do inspections and make sure you're telling the truth and make sure that you're not lying about it. And, you know, you, you can be canceled. You know, if the insurance company sees something that's not supposed to happen or not supposed to be on the property, yeah, a cancellation is very, very much possible. Yep. So, so with that said, um, I guess the next question is, we've talked a lot about what it covers, um, but would you be willing to talk a little bit about what homeowner's insurance uh, doesn't cover? And I guess specifically when I was uh, writing this question, I was thinking more towards uh, flood and, uh, and, and mine subsidence, you know, and maybe anything sure. else that doesn't cover. Sure. So yeah, so um, a homeowner's uh, policy does not cover flood insurance for sure. There are endorsements to a regular policy that if water, it's very hard to get a claim covered on a homeowner's policy if water comes from the outside in. Um, and on an unendorsed homeowner's policy, meaning just a straight up flat home, basic homeowner's policy, if you have water damage that came from the outside in um, on the ground floor or basement floor, you probably are not going to get any coverage for it. Um, there is an endorsement that can be attached called water backup of sewer and drain coverage that can be added to a homeowner's policy. And that's kind of the closest thing that you're right. going to get to flood coverage. Um, it certainly is not a flood insurance policy, but it is just a bit of an endorsement that gives you some coverage for the outside water coming in if that's the case. But, um, but a flood insurance policy is a separate policy. It's definitely available um, and sometimes required depending upon where you are purchasing the home. And if it is in a flood zone, then just like the homeowner's insurance is required for closing, the flood insurance would also be required at closing. Like if right. you're buying a house on, you know, you're going to build a house on the Mon Wharf or something, right, Jason? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> exactly. Or uh, I li I live in uh, in in South Fayette, and there's kind of a 
off where the school is. The school sits at the top of the hill. And um, to get there, you have to start at the bottom of the hill and go up. And that bottom of the hill is basically like our own South Hills bathtub, like the city of Pittsburgh <laughs> has. And so it's one of those ones. Every time it rains, it's just like the VFW and that slew of row houses all just gets uh, uh, flooded up. Now, that uh, in, you, in your explanation there, you brought up two great points. The first is um, if you're getting um, a loan, the bank is going to require that you have a flood certificate. And that will tell you whether you're in a floodplain, if you're going to need flood insurance, correct? That is correct. And and flood insurance um, can be required, like I said, if you are in a flood zone. However, flood insurance is available for anybody. So, I mean, any house can get it, um, but most people don't get it unless they're required to get it. Right. And if I re- remember correctly, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, there are different levels of flood insurance. Like if you're beachfront in Myrtle Beach, you're going to pay a heck of a lot more than like maybe if you're next to like Shark Tears Creek, where if you get a heavy rain, it might get, you know, a little wet. If I remember correctly, there are different, is it tiers or different levels that you well, can it's have? Called, it's actually right. called, yeah, it's called zones. So there's okay. different flood zones. Um, and yeah, so like one, you know, there are letters, but just for sake of talking, like if one was was very low risk and 10 was very high risk, you know, right. um, and, it, and, it, and the premium is based as such. Um, so if you are in a very low flood zone, then, then the premium is not that much. If you're in a very high flood zone, then the premium becomes more. And you also can get, uh, just building coverage or, or just contents coverage or building and contents coverage. So usually for the homeowner's portion or for the mortgage portion, um, the banks obviously want the building coverage. Right. And then you as the homeowner, if you choose to add the contents coverage, you can. Right. And like we mentioned at the top of the episode, there are people in Chrissy's office um, who can sell you homeowners insurance in North and South Carolina. So when you buy that beachfront home as your second vacation home on uh, the, the the Carolina coast, you will absolutely want flood insurance if, if you're on the Oh, wait. Oh, boy. Is it the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic? Atlantic. Ocean? Thank you, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Any wow. of my former teachers who are listening just went, I just dropped like the level of disappointment. <laughs> oh, that's right. It would be. Yeah. Because then on the West Coast is the Pacific Coast Highway and it gets Pacific Coast because it's the Pacific right. Ocean. That's right. I got this. I, I'm figuring it out day by day. <laughs> um, the one other thing that I wanted to to bring up too is when you mentioned about water coming from the outside in, it's important to note that on the flip side, if water damage happens from the inside, like a pipe bursts or something like that, that's not flood insurance. And that is something that's covered by your homeowner's insurance policy. Yeah, she gave the example. Ex- so you come. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I would say you gave the example of the water tank uh, exploding. Yeah. That would be what you're talking about, right, Jason? Yeah. Right. So if it comes from like the top down, like if you if you get water damage because of a leaky roof in the roof um, and it wasn't because of just straight up deterioration and wear and tear. Um, if there was a really heavy windstorm and hailstorm and shingles blew off and and that's why you started to have a leak in the roof and you saw it in the bedroom uh, ceiling or something like that, like that is covered because the water was coming from from down in. Um, the problem is when the water comes like from up or at the same level. And yes, if water, if water damage happens inside the houses, whether it be a leak in to- a leaky toilet or a leaky pipe in the walls or um, uh, under the sink or anything of that nature, if any water damage happens in the house. But once again, just to reiterate that your homeowner's insurance covers the damage that the water did. So if you have a leaky pipe, 
the, the your homeowner's insurance covers the damage that that pipe did. It does not cover to actually fix the pipe. Gotcha. No, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, the other thing that it doesn't cover too, um, and I don't know how much we want to go into this, but um, it does not cover mine subsidence either. That is um, another separate type of insurance, and I didn't know if you wanted to speak on that. Yeah, mine subsidence is a little bit different. Um, it's it's not super. Um, popular, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, there's not very many. Uh, A lot of companies do, some companies do include it, meaning that it can be an endorsement um, that there, but there's a lot of guidelines as far as the house has to be a certain year old. And so a lot of properties, especially here in our Pittsburgh area, don't qualify because they are too old um, to even get that endorsement if the company offers it. But then you can get mine subsidence insurance through the um, Department of Environmental Protection through the state. And it's very inexpensive, actually. It's not very, it's like uh, between 150, maybe $220 a year. So it's not very expensive to get. Um, However, it doesn't really cover a lot and it, and it really takes a lot for it to come to play. And a lot of times they find every way to say that (laughs) it it was earth movement and not mine subsidence. And I mean, so it's definitely there. It it is a coverage. It is available. It's not super expensive, um, but it's also not like super effective. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's one of those ones where you very much have to research your individual house to see if it's something yeah. you need to qualify for. Then at that point, have your conversation with your insurance agent to see if it's something you need to, um, you know, look into or, or not. Right. So, so with that said, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about up until this point is um, homeowners insurance, especially for buyers, maybe the first time home buyer or a buyer who hasn't purchased a home in a long time, um, maybe need to understand what uh, homeowners insurance is. Uh, but now I kind of want to share shift the conversation a little bit and talk a little bit to the seller. Um, I wanted to discuss a little bit about homeowners insurance in terms of vacant properties, um, whether it's, you know, someone's deceased and, you know, the heirs and the estate is trying to sell it off, or maybe a seller has, you know, bought in their next home, they moved in and now they're, they're in the process of selling their current home. Um, what you recommend as far as um, vacant properties, the conversations you should be having with your insurance agent about that topic. Sure. So, right. So um, a homeowner's policy by the guidelines of it is an owner occupied dwelling. So once the dwelling becomes not owner occupied, meaning as though the owner has passed away um, or the owners have moved and the house is now vacant and it's for sale, it is no longer an owner occupied dwelling. So in the case of the passing of the owner, there is like a bit of a clause that you have 180 days or till the next renewal to do something about it. Um, And if the house does not sell and it is still vacant at one of those times, then it really does make sense to notify your current agent because the vacant policy is going to be more expensive. There's really no way, there's no sugarcoating it. The vacant policy is going to be more expensive. However, if you leave the policy as the homeowner's policy for too long and there is a loss, and the adjuster realizes when they go to see it that it's vacant, they 100% can deny the claim and they will cancel the policy. So 
it's a risk that you that, that you can take, but to pay a premium to maybe get coverage if something happens, as opposed to canceling that policy and kind of sucking up the higher premium with the vacant policy, because you're not going to have it hopefully for that long until right. it sells. So, but yeah, like a vacant for sale property is like a super duper no-no for a homeowner's policy. So right. it definitely makes sense. And as far as the sellers, the ones that have moved on and are still trying to sell their house, I mean, there's a little bit more of leniency there unless it's like a drawn out process, you know what I mean? And there's, and there's really not like a black and white answer to that. It's more of like a, you just kind of have to like have a feel for it. Um, but you just kind of have to know if it starts to get drawn out that it's probably best to talk it over with your agent and get the proper policy in place. Right. And, and the two points that I bring up that, as it was explained to me um, by other people out there in the field, one is um, you might ask your question, which is, you know, how does the insurance adjuster know that the house is vacant? Well, if they show up and there's nothing in the house, <laughs> if there's no food in the refrigerator, if there's no bed, if there's no couch, if there's no TV, they're going to put two and two together. But the other reason we just I, haven't I get gone asked, shopping yet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> They're waiting for Wayfair to get their 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 stuff there. <laughs> it's on back order. But I think right. the other the other reason is just common sense says, you know, when you're when you're in the house, if you have an emergency, that's one thing. Let's say, you know, a pipe breaks in the, in the basement, you get water everywhere. That's a problem. But it's an even bigger issue if it's vacant and you don't catch it for two weeks. And I think that's, you know, people don't understand. That's why it's more expensive because that damage may be more if that water was sitting there for, for two weeks. So it's, just some Exactly. Kind of, and there's nobody and there's nobody there to catch it. And so that's a that's a bigger risk and a bigger liability. Right. For the insurance company, it's, so it's, that's why. it's not worth it's not worth uh, risking it. Absolutely. Because if you're paying homeowners insurance, I think you kind of touched on this, Christy, if you're paying homeowners insurance and something like that happens and you do something like that, then you've paid homeowners insurance for nothing. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you just would have been up front, you know, and that can't happen. Um, I've uh, had rental properties, you know, where we were you know, in between things, didn't know something had happened and had a big mess, you know, but we had done things the right way. So we were, te- we were okay, but it's absolutely not something you want to mess with. It's just too big of a risk, especially when a home is empty, right? Jason, you know this, like if they're yeah. empty for long, it's, it wasn't as weird. Like when homes, when people aren't in them, like sometimes stuff can go wrong. Like more stuff can kind of go wrong. Cause it's not being like, you know, t- looked yeah. after. You know, yeah. so so you're just taking a big risk. It's- yep. Well, and and, and let, let let's not go down this rabbit hole too far. But I'll just tell you, I get I get cheap sellers, and oh, I don't want to pay the gas bill because you know I, I I'm not living there, and so I don't want to pay the gas bill, so I turn the heat off. Well, then all of a sudden you have that one freakishly cold night in October, and the house gets to be 32 degrees, the pipes freeze up, and now all of a sudden you're dealing with potentially busted pipes. Um, I actually had a situation in a rental property where. Um, the, the, the landlord was up in Alaska and, um, she had the, the, the heat on, she set it for like 62, 63. Okay, great. Not a problem. But it was one of those freakishly cold polar vortex weeks where it was like, what, negative 32 out. And what happened was the battery in the HVAC panel, the, the, the thermostat died. So then what happened was there was no connection from the thermostat to the HVAC and then the HVAC just didn't turn on. So then all of a sudden it dropped to like 30 degrees in the house and I go and I literally see, I've never seen frozen water in a toilet before. And I literally saw a frozen drop hanging from the kitchen spigot. And it's like, now all of a sudden you're like, Oh boy. And that is buku bucks that you do not want to deal with. Right, Christy. (laughs) 
Yes, that is correct. And, and, <laughs> and so along, along those lines, and this is kind of claim related, so I think it will tie in. Um, but I did have a situation with two, two different situations with, um, with people that owned landlords that owned homes and uh, were renting them out and yes. they both lived out of state and the, the tenants left, like they just stopped paying the, stopped paying the rent and they left and it was in, it was in the winter. And one, one situation was that there was no heat. They, they, they stopped paying the bill and there was no heat and the pipes burst and there was, it was a total mess. So that claim was denied because also you have to provide heat to the building. So once you don't provide heat to the building, then the insurance company does not pay the claim. So that claim was completely denied. Now, on the second one, same situation, uh, renters left. But this one, the heater, the furnace, like malfunctioned and, and stopped working. But they could prove that. And they could prove that it wasn't "quote unquote" the fault of, in in that the the bills were still being paid and all of that. So that claim was paid because they could figure out that they were trying to heat it. On the right. other one, they they were not, and that claim was completely denied. Right, and that is a perfect segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about because I come across this situation all too often and homeowners have no idea about this. So this is kind of slowly becoming my laundry list of pet peeves, uh, Jason's pet, real estate pet peeves. <laughs> this is getting towards the top of it. I get a lot of homeowners that when they buy their upgraded home, rather than selling their, their current home, they want to keep it and hold on to it as an investment property and rent it out, which is totally fine. But I'm stunned at the number of people who don't understand when you move out, you need to have your conversation with your landlord or with your um, insurance agent because when you become a landlord, you no longer want a homeowner's insurance policy. You want uh, like a landlord or an investment policy on the property um, because it's a different type of coverage. And so I didn't know if you could speak to just, I I call it a landlord's policy. I'm not sure if that's the appropriate termination or terminology. That's what I call it. Right. So it's called a dwelling fire policy. And okay. so the dwelling fire policy would be, so like I said, a homeowner's policy is an owner occupied dwelling where a dwelling fire policy is a tenant occupied dwelling. So one person owns the property and somebody else lives in there. Right. And the biggest difference of that policy is, um, the personal property, honestly, because a dwelling fire policy does not come with any personal property coverage because, you usually don't have any personal property in there. Um, And yes, that is also a good, being as though the homeowner's policy is an owner-occupied dwelling or owner-occupied policy, when when you are not the owner and you do not occupy that anymore, you can come into claims situations if you don't contact your agent and get that switched into the dwelling fire policy. And then you also, when you are then a landlord, and you are renting out any of your own property, you want to uh, recommend or require, I think require uh, them to have renter's insurance, which will have two huge coverages on there, which one will be their belongings. So they're going to bring their stuff into your house. And so your policy won't cover that. And then also liability, same as we talked about liability on a homeowner's policy, a renter's policy can have liability as well. And that kind of gives the landlord a bit of a leg to stand on because if they feel as though the tenant has done something that they were liable for, there's a policy there for the landlord to uh, go after. 
Right. And, and for, for tenants, if you've never heard of renter's insurance, a contact your agent so you can get more information, uh, but don't boohoo. I think it's what, like at most 150 bucks a year or something like that. It is dirt cheap to have. It is. It is. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I guess as we're, we're kind of wrapping things up here, um, the, I have two more questions, but the first one I'll start is this. Um, as we mentioned in the beginning, um, if you've never heard of Eburn Associates, um, listeners may be going, well, wait a minute. I, I know Jake. I know about Limu Emu. I know about Flo. <laughs> I know about the famous duck. I know about the famous gecko. Why Why would I want to go with Eburn Associates where I've never seen a fun commercial? I've never seen their name plastered on late night television or something like that. But there really is um, a reason to go with a broker like Eburn Associates. And I was wondering if you could speak why they should be calling you and why they should be looking at a broker versus one of the fun commercials that's right. out there. <laughs> right. So am I allowed... Am I allowed to say names of other of other companies? Sure. Oh, yep. okay. okay. Yeah, go so, for it. <laughs> I'm <okay>. good with it. <laughs> Start okay. slinging some so, mud. Um, Come on, let's make this thing interesting. Right. Okay. So, so there's so it's there's one is called a captive company, and then one is a broker. So the ones that they're mentioning, like State Farm, Allstate, Nationwide, those are all fine companies. They're all great insurance companies. They're all going to cover you. They're. Uh, I mean, we all kind of are offering the same product. It's just about coverage. It's just about uh, personal touch. And it's about options. If you are with State Farm, all state or nationwide, they don't have any other companies to offer you. So if something does right. go wrong with your rate and you have an increase in your rate or you're not happy or you had a claim and you're not happy with the service or whatever, you are now probably going to have to go shop a company as well as an agent because that agent doesn't have the ability to get you any other rates. Whereas Eber and Associates is a broker. So we have options and we can do the shopping for you. Now, our largest main company is Erie. So Erie is, you might think falls into you know the category of a state farm all state or nationwide people have probably seen eerie billboards and eerie signs not so much eerie commercials no but um but so our largest company is eerie but then we have a handful of other companies so if something goes wrong with your, your current company we I, as your agent, would be able to shop around and you, you could still keep the same agency, the same contact with your agent, but you would now have a different company if that's what was necessary. Right. And I think also, too, it's important, and, and, and I find a lot of people, myself included, you know, it's good that you have uh, an agency and an agent that you go with. But part of the advantage of a broker is, you know, you can go to them every couple of years and say, hey, let's revisit the policy. Let's shop it around. You know, when it comes time for that policy to expire, we want to revisit it. Maybe we shop around and we find a better deal. That, that agent with that broker can help you do that. You can do that every couple of years. You can revisit making sure that their policies are still applicable. And like you said, shop around because maybe you can get them more coverage at a better rate when you're revisiting their policies. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. And with that said, the last thing I wanted to, to bring up before um, we wrap it up is, and I'm going to kind of put these two together and let you uh, answer how you wish. Um, I know every time, you know, you introduce yourself, you know, you talk about personalized insurance. So I know today we talked really about homeowners insurance, but um, if people out there have any type of personalized insurance and, or I get a lot of buyers that when they're buying their first home, it's a great time to revisit their um, auto policy. So it's a great time to talk about bundling too. I didn't know if you just really briefly wanted to mention what you offer in terms of bundling, car insurance, personalized insurance, that if people have more questions, they can revisit, you know, that with you yep. at some point. 
Sure, absolutely. So, yep. So the personal lines is just kind of like you said, the homeowners and the auto for sure. Um, then it can go to motorcycles, boats, ATVs, um, any uh, classic cars. Um, and then also remember if, if we do have the first time home buyers that have maybe just recently gotten engaged, um, it's always good to put the new jewelry, the new ring or the, the, the engagement rings or the wedding bands um, scheduled on the homeowner's insurance policies or separately. Um, a ring policy can be separate. Uh, but yeah, so any, any types of personal lines, home, auto, motorcycle, boat, antique cars, um, rental properties, beach homes, any of that stuff um, kind of falls under personal lines. Unless, unless you got the engagement ring out of a Cracker Jack box, we cannot ensure that, but let's say you've got bigger issues. Appraisal. Appraisal necessary. Nobody in our audience would do anything like that, Jason. So what are you saying? What are you trying to say? (laughs) So before we get you out of here, Christy, the one thing that I always like to ask every every visitor that we have on, do you have any funny stories in your, I believe you said 16 years in the insurance business, you have to have at least one funny, good story. We always change the names to protect the, uh, the, well, we won't say innocent. We'll just say protect the moronic. Well, I don't even know that this is like one particular funny story. It, it's not even like one particular customer, but, and it's, it, it, it's just so it's funny. And it's like sad all wrapped into one is how I always have to be involved in a, a divorce or a split up situation because the people are on and it's so it's the, the funny part is in, in I, this area. Okay. This is a, this is a funny story. So I was talking with one guy, I write his home, I write his auto while we're doing it. He texts me, Hey, do you think we can add my girlfriend onto the auto policy? I said, sure. No problem. I got her information, got her, her on there. You know, it was all well and good. They paid the down payment and I don't even think it was a week. I mean, it might have been five days. And I'm getting this email from her. You need to get me off of his policy right now. We are not in the same household. I need my own policy. So it's just so, uh, I mean, (laughs) bundling the two of them together is a nice thing, but then it really turns into just a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I hear the words girlfriend, I know it's going to get good. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah so i don't know if i i mean i don't know if that's such a funny story but it is just a it's a frequent story and that's kind of i don't know it's a funny story to those of us who are not involved in the situation exactly exactly (laughs) so with that said uh do you have any final thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners before we turn it back over to lou Um, Well, obviously, I would just like uh, if you are in the process of buying a house or looking for a house and you are working with Jason or working with any other realtor um, and you have an insurance agent, that's great. If you don't have an insurance agent, um, please feel free to contact me. I would love to help you. And even if you do have an insurance agent and you have some questions and uh, they're either not available or not able to answer them, I'm always available for advice. Awesome. And if you don't know your insurance agent's name, it's time to get a new one. (laughs) Christy, thank you so much for being on this episode today. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Lou to end this episode. Uh, Christy Paris, everybody. It's Eber Insurance. You can go to eberinsurance.com, E-B-E-R insurance.com or facebook.com backslash Christy Paris. That is P-A-R-R-I. 
Paris, Paris Eber Insurance. Um, I want before we uh, completely wrap up. I, I I want to give a testimonial to Christy. Christy is my insurance agent, and um, I've also uh, in my uh, other business uh, we deal with insurance a lot. And the importance of having a great agent who can go through the claim process with you because you may never know your agent until you have a problem. (laughs) And when you have that problem, then you want to know who that agent is and you want to make sure that they are good and you want to make sure that they are explaining things to you and making sure things get done. Because at the corporate level with some of these companies, especially in the light of the world, the way the world is right now with a lot of places understaffed and things like that, having an agent that can like be a kind of go between to make sure things are getting taken care of uh, properly uh, is really, really important. So um, what I would say to the end of the conversation is here, no matter what you're doing, if you, I would contact Christy right away and just to yeah. get, just to see what the situation is. And I'm just going to give a personal testimony if I may. Uh, Christy say I had a longtime agent, friend of the family, knew this guy and his dad for many, 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 many years. So I never thought about it. And then uh, I joined uh, business networking international and I met Christy and I said, Hey, why don't you take a look at this? And it, she, she like cut my, ins- it's like a better coverage for like, she's like a third of what I was paying. It, yes, like a third. That is a giant savings. I'm just, uh, now, now results may vary, right, Christy? Not everybody's the same, right? But but <laughs> it, it, it's you know I, I was so wildly impressed with that. Uh, so I, that's why I really try to um, you know promote Christy if I can. So go go to eberinsurance.com, ask for Christy, and uh, you know it, it just 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 have it looked at because you don't know you know she may be able to save you a ton and you get great service. Uh, I've had claims and they've been Johnny on the spot taking care of everything so it's it's been a great experience so i just hey, wanted to say that thank you hey, hey lou what, what do you do with those savings are you putting that towards your second beach home that you're gonna buy in south carolina yes yes <laughs> yes you're gonna hook me up and christy's gonna insure it um so, so anyways but anyways so you've been listening to the really real real estate uh podcast uh, episode 18 my name is lou lombardi your host there uh mr jason wilcox the uh maestro if you will, of all things, home buying and selling everything you want to know. Jason knows all about it. Uh, and uh, Jason's uh, best way to get hold of Jason is just shoot him a call or a text. He's a very, very friendly guy. Uh, you can go at 412-651-4638 or jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. And Christy, is, I, see, I have your number here. Is it okay to give your number out? Yeah, sure. Okay. And you can text Christy or call her at 412 412- Five three seven three zero eight four. A lot of fun today. A uh, little bit longer, a little bit more in depth than we usually do, but uh, really great information. Something that you don't want to skimp on. Something that you want to pay very close attention to because it's all well and good, right? Right. It's all well and yeah. good until you yep. need. That insurance. (laughs) So get it checked out. You've been listening to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. My name is Lou Lombardi, Jason Wilcox, Christy Paris. We'll catch you all on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.